Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. Hey, hey, Gator Nation. Welcome back. This is a Respect Our Decision podcast, Raw Reaction, Utah edition. On this show, we're going to give our thoughts on everything that just happened last night in, U- in Florida's big win, 29-26 over Utah. But first off, we want to make sure we give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Camwood Supplements. Please make sure you all go by, visit camwoodsupplements.com, use code RESPECT20. Save 20% off your purchase. But with that being said, guys, had a huge win for the University of Florida and to start off Billy Napier's era here in the University of Florida. We're going to talk about everything in the game that we liked, a few things maybe we didn't like, what we'd like to see. And um, But first, we're going to start, you know, as we may have seen on our Twitter and Instagram pages, our man Mike was in the trenches all day long in, in, in Gainesville, living it up. Just watching everything unfold. He's he's beat down. He's hurting. But man, he brought us some good some good videos, some good pictures. Got to meet some good people, and he's just gonna give us a little bit of a, a voice about what things were like in Gainesville for those of us that didn't get to make it. Mike, how was it? It was great, man. It was um, it it I, that may have been the loudest game I've been to, which is saying something because. I, for a couple of reasons. One, I've been to, um, except in Ole Miss and the cock block, I've been to pretty much the last games in recent memory since the Urban Meyer era. We're talking, um, and that even includes the national championship down in Miami. Um, we're talking uh, Auburn, uh, that Brad Stewart LSU game, even the Alabama game, which I had, I had as the loudest, but a little over Auburn. But what made this crazy is the sheer amount of Utah fans who showed out and were extremely loud, especially um, there was a lot more, you know, past the, just the standard sunshine section. So, yeah, we got a record crowd for our week one home game. However, given that it wasn't as many Gator fans and then still was the loudest, in my opinion, it was, I mean, especially if you just hear the playback, um, on like a clip um, when uh, Bernie got it, it's just it's absurd. I think Dan Orlovsky said it was the loudest Utah beat riders. Are like, oh my god! There's numerous <laughs> pictures you see. Um, uh, you know, just the Utah fans with their fingers in their ears. Fingers yeah. in the ear, um, <laughs> you know, seven year olds. You know, flipping everyone off. But so, fun, fun Mike, let me get this on record. Let me get this on record. So yeah. the the Michael Piran run, the Brad Stewart pick six. 
against LSU, squat just squashes everything. I mean, that, those those are moments. So I mean, honestly, um, yeah, people always say the P Ryan one, they but they forget to swing. So the yeah. Swain thing may have been louder because here's the thing with Swain. It was a top it was a top ten matchup. It was a game day was there. So it was already the buildup was already there, and it was like the first drive. So you're already high, and that happens. So I think that may have been louder. It was very close. People omit forget about Swain. And that happened, like I said, it's second or third play. So, but no, overall, yes. And real quick before I get into that, for we actually there's a lovely woman. She actually left because of her pay, pacemaker. So yes, the swamp is not fit for pacemakers, folks. It's future reference. Fun fact. So, but no, it definitely overall, just throughout the game, obviously it was the ups and downs. If we would have scored in that first drive, it would have been a definitely a big, you know, bigger game. There and they just they own first down, but we'll get into that later. The air definitely came out a little oh, bit on uh, the fumble because the, the crowd had, you know, it carried over, and you could you could feel it. I mean, it, everything we felt yeah. at home, I'm sure, was Correct. amplified and times we'll, ten in the and stadium. We're talking about that buildup, and then what the glow you're saying, Wes, it once we had that final that get uh, turned out to be the game winning drive. Yeah, and I just turned my dad. I'm like, it's about to get loud. Yeah. At that point, you're not saying, you know, oh no, you're literally screaming because you know, like this is I'm I'm getting I'm leaving all out in the field. Well, yeah. you saw saw a tweet, left it all out in the field, and so it was definitely the loudest. Man, I'm telling you, you could feel it. You could feel it through the screen. It um, so, so it was, it was that like that first, second, third, fourth quarter. What what about in between, like intermission? Like, can you like when we had commercials? How was it then? Well, I mean, it was ups and downs, and um, and it just a he's just overall, you know. It's like I said, we had to do comebacks, you know. It wasn't always ideal, and and just to preface it, just kind of give you a build up to get to that moment, if you don't mind. You know, you know, I'm just walking around. You can once again you sense that energy. You know, obviously you have a tailgate. A lot of uh, Utah fans, you know, the Gator. Okay, I can um, get it started. The Gator walk. It, yeah. Unfortunately, it's when it started to rain, but the, the game walked backed up to the bus. You know, wow. it rained. Guess who moved? Nobody. Yeah. Wow. They said it was. It, they said it was ten deep all the way yeah, around. Yeah, you know, I had you know, um, Nick Del Torre from uh, on three was even like, I've seen it like this before, and nobody moved when it rained. Like, okay, what's your point? So wow. you know, I dapped up chaos for you. I literally said chaos. <laughs> you know, man, I'm got a video of you dabbing up. Uh, Ray, see Ray, yeah, got a little bit yeah. of that action and uh, yeah. um, uh, hockey. Yeah, yeah. The, the, check out the videos, folks. They're up there. Yeah, the videos well, are out. I got them on our YouTube channel. Make sure y'all yeah, check so those the man, out. The myth, the legend. You know, uh, Hugh Hancock. You know, special shout out for that. Twelve point six million. But no, you know, the Gator <laughs> Collective saw them. Great folks. But no, just going around. You know, the Utah fans. They're they're excited, but they just and I I told a little kid. I'm like, it's like. 12 o'clock. I got there probably like 10, 11. I mean, I've been there before. I mean, I kind of know, you know, how to pace myself, you know, get it going. And it was, it was stupid. It was stupid. It was. I, was I told a little guy, I'm like, hey, you ready? You know <laughs> I got to say, like, I, I've seen quite a few Utah fans today that were very complimentary of us, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and I, I think that really speaks a lot because you, you often hear 
especially on rival Twitter and everything, that Gator fans are just the worst and we're terrible yeah. and we blah, blah, blah. But um, Utah fans, I saw one guy say that a couple of people yelled obscenities at him, and he's, but he was very quick to say, I know our fan base has that too. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, everyone has that person who it's just, but collectively, I mean, even the old woman who, you know, who possibly almost died. I mean, but no one was mean there. Eh. You know, it was just like a little elderly couple doing everything, but no one's sitting there talking crap. So, but they're just sitting there being quiet. Just couldn't last the whole game. I don't blame them. You know, nobody got out alive. So, unfortunately, you know, is what it is. Casualty cool. of war. But no, so, you know, like I said, just walking around, you just felt it. I told a little guy, I'm like, bro, you ready? I'm like, this is this is gonna be something. You better get like a monster. I don't know if you're gonna make it. So it, it it speaks bombs, and I think they knew, they thought they knew what they were getting into, but you can't. They didn't. Great, like you just you can't or, prep like, for four you, quarters you of that. It's you just the, the overall from you know Oregon, from, when you're when your match is Oregon, it's it's just different environment because it's sound. It, you're they're right on top of you. You know, I mean, it's and, just. And then you Absolutely. look at the Pac-12 attendances, and you see UCLA had a whole twenty-six thousand, which no, looked like, that was a ma- which looked like eight, <laughs> yeah, eight thousand max in a hundred thousand seat stadium. But that, yeah, that's yeah. a whole other story. But Pac-12 but yeah, football, yeah. But yeah, once you got in there, West, like I made sure, like you know, get right. You know, I didn't miss a minute uh, of the action, and um, people. I mean, I tried to stay. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was tuckered out. And but the guy in front of me, I went and sat down. But every time I was standing up, probably ninety percent of the game, and it was just everybody was from what you could tell. Yeah, I mean, and, and high fives, glory. It was it was action film. <laughs> I've never really seen my dad. You got your quiet. money's worth. You got your my money's dad's worth. like his early sixties, like sixty four, and I've never, I've never seen him that excited. Your dad was happy. I, he's I looked never at him. Been, he's, he's every video you sent, I looked at your dad, and the only time he didn't look happy was when y'all were leaving, and he was ready to get the hell out of <laughs> he there. Wanted to be, and he, he did be traffic, by the way. And that's when I did see an upset Utah fan, one of the sister wives. But she was – I highly I highly suggest you uh, you check out Pandemonium in the Streets, uh, you, my YouTube video. It's about two and a half minutes on uh, our – our YouTube account respect. Our you decision. thought Mike was in downtown Saigon in the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. They would tell you, I'm I'm happy I I coded my um, like Chuck's money before the game. Oh because man. Because I wouldn't be able to speak right now. You know, it's a bet move, but um, you know, it was uh, it was something, man. It was. I just hope everyone took in the video and just checked the timeline. And, you know, yeah. we definitely gave you guys some great content. Some great content was given. Um. Well, man, we 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 got that. Let's 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 get into the game real quick because, yeah, yeah. man, I'm telling you, we I know we were all hyped. You know, we sat, we did our video last week, and we talked about what we thought the keys to victory were going to be, and we all kind of stated our our piece on that. And we, you know, we started that off by talking about what we thought Utah's strengths and weaknesses were, and. I got to say, guys, they lived up to everything we thought they would be strength-wise. Um, tremendous offensive line play. Tremendous head, heady play by the quarterback. Um, but that, you know, all that being said, we came out that first drive and looked like gangbusters. I mean, just going down the field at will. But it only takes, you know, 
one bad play and all that and the and the whole wind got sucked out of it, you know, uh just what were y'all's takeaways? Let's just say for the you know, around the about the first quarter, what were y'all's takeaways on where we were headed? Well, we got the ball first. Um the fans were in it, like Mike said. Um the fumble happened. I don't blame that on my trail. I, I actually think that's a great play by the defender. I mean, he he if you saw the play, he ran over one. I, I know y'all ever got a two handed man. <laughs> he, did it late, he did it late in the game. Football one on one. He did it late in the game, but sometimes you gotta catch it. It's some, always the running back fault. No matter okay. what. Y'all y'all no said it was some sometimes you gotta have you have to give credit to the defender. It oh, wasn't he made, like the a, defender made a great it, play. Yeah, Absolutely. it wasn't a, it wasn't a hit like ETN's was just on a hit when he, he fumbled. ripped it. He, yeah, he, he, he went in there and took the ball. So that was a, a, a heady play by the defender. So I'll give him more credit than I give Montreal blame on that play. Um, like Mike said, you could see, you could feel the air cutter go out. And then we went on defense and we gave up a touchdown. And I know a lot of fans were probably like, oh, my God, here we go. But the response by the the, the, the offense to go right back downfield and do what they did was uh, a, a great answer to let us know, hey, and let Utah know, hey, we here. Um, yeah, I know you got to got a momentum player turnover. I know that was one of the keys to, to victory for me personally was don't turn the ball over. I said it myself. I said, I just said this on the podcast, no turnovers. And here we go. First, first drive, first series turnover and they capitalize on it. So, uh, I think our response though to that turnover is like every time they hit us, we hit them right back, you know, and, uh, throughout the game. So that first quarter, that, that's what I took from the first quarter to let me know that. Hey, these boys ain't quitting. The momentum they that, they could have folded early and like you know you know following your Lord like man this is this is it. But the, the answer by the offense was all night and, and on that particular uh, first quarter drive after the phone off the terminal turnover and ETN burst on that he let me know he was here too. So um, yeah, that's what I took from the first quarter. The answer and the response. Mike, what was your thoughts first quarter from what you could see? I know well, I know it's not you had a different because, view. Um, I've had them this season at range, six to ten wins. A lot of coin flips. What was yesterday? It was a coin flip. I'm basing this season, protect the ball, run the ball. What did we not do in the first? We ran the ball. We did not protect the ball. Yeah, I'll, I'll always – I'll never give more credit to a defender for ripping the ball out because he was able to get in because it wasn't protected. So it wasn't being held correctly. That's just a little bit of bottom line. Football one on one, a coach will tell you. I don't even in film. Oh, he'll do. Play, he'll do some. He'll do something. Word. There'll be some payment for that. The payment. Regardless, the player won't say a word because <laughs> there's no excuse. If you're holding it correctly, he can't get. He can't get in. That's why Tiki Barber used to put the ball when he ended up not having a fumble problem anymore. He ended up putting the, his hand at the top of the ball. So you can't get that rip if you're holding it high and tight. Because there's no way to get in, no matter what. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm glad with the response. Um, it's just, you know, we got hit, we um, when we got hit, we hit back. So uh, we, you know, showed composure. You know, it showed, you know, they're mentally tough. You know, because not everything's gonna go right. You know, so um, you know what, what Mike Tyson said. You know, everyone has a plan until you got hit in the face. So we had a, we got hit in the face, still had a plan. So that's, that says a lot of speaks volumes about a, a team, a new team, and it shows that they have trust in themselves, trust in the coaching staff as well. Well, a couple of things I took away: one, um, you could tell some nerves, and the penalties. I mentioned penalties as being a 
a big thing that we needed to change. And um, right off the bat, kickoff, holding penalty, starting at the tent, you know, that's – and that happened a couple – you know, we had a couple of silly, you know, just offsides and a couple of holds in the first – but two on kickoffs. Our our kickoff return game, something needs to, to change. I mean, it's just – there's no threat in my eyes of – of a of a game breaking return man back there, and and maybe we just don't have that guy on the roster right now. I mean, I, I don't know. I saw somebody today say, "Well, maybe Entian needs to get a chance at that." Well, you can't fumble the ball in the open field and get and keep that chance. I mean, that's that you know because that's what a kickoff is: is you running an open field. You know, it's hey Hirsch, real quick to that sorry i don't i don't want to cut you off but um no you're good yeah people it's a pet peeve so i mean not everyone's like mullen and you know plays net is net you know net plays a nepotism card sometimes players not good enough like it wasn't lingard i mean like it sucks I, I hope he i wish every guy you know can get in there but the goal is and people like oh i believe napier well he, they're back there for a reason Weston was back there for two regimes. Henderson, too. So what does that tell you? Weston's first return was actually good. Henderson returned. They're not doing bad, but like. No. They're not bad. They're not bad. They just not, don't give you a threat maybe of a well, breakaway is what I we, was All right. So have, has everyone not said, do we, don't have, we don't have a legit, legitimate receiver with top end speed. Yes or no? So yes, what do you have? Absolutely. So we do not have that game-breaking player. So why does it, why, how do people forget that? When it applies to kickoff return, it, it, it's mind-boggling because it's somewhat synonymous. Now, I'm okay with uh, with uh, Weston. Uh, I think Hendo got, like I said, the other two. To me, it wasn't even the kick return. I wanted him to start fair catching because I was sick of the penalties that were putting our offense. Yeah, we in put bad ourselves position. in some bad spots. Yes, that was that to me the the, the the problem on the special teams. Forget the threat of all that. We can't have penalties that's going to put us at on the 10 yard line or 20 in, I'd rather them call fair catching get the ball on the 25. That was my thing. I'd rather them do that because I was sick of the, every time flag flag on special team. This, well, it, was, it was killing. And I think one of them was a farce because what you can't call like his angle. Uh, uh, the, the, well, let's, let's, let's segue that real fast. The okay. officiating was terrible. Bad. Shocking. Um, Pac 12 officiating. Pac 12 officiating crew. Lit, um, hey, they, they, they were uh, they lived up to the billing though. Everybody, everybody talks about the uh, the phantom foot catch, you know. <laughs> but if you go back and watch that play, the 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 called catch on the field was not as bad as the hold that took place on, on the was snap. I believe it was. I, I'd have to go back and look, but he got turned sideways right in front of the back judge, and 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 pulled five yards back by his jersey. Mike, I know you win the stands. It was horrible, man. It we was the it night. was one of the worst non-called holdings I've seen in forever. And yeah. and I know that's our team. And that, everybody on Twitter and everywhere else was Blew response up. was the problem was is that catch happened on the same play. So everybody's focus directed real quick from the hold <laughs> to the how did you call that a catch? Gotcha. And then how does Billy not review that? And I, I understand. I know. I know. I know what player you're talking about now because. I, oh, I'm sure the whole stadium saw it on the screen. No, no. Now I know. It was like, why he didn't review it? The worst. I, the most egregious one I saw. Um, it was on the goal line toward me. 
and yeah, there was a goal line play, but then you see like old lineman, but I think it was one of our DBs, plays dead. You hear the whistle. Oh, the old lineman just puts him in the ground. Officials two, three yards away from him. How many penalties did they have last night? Us or them? Them. I want to say they only had about three, and they were all false start penalties. <laughs> yeah. Three penalties for 15 yards. Yeah, that's what we I was saying. I, I, I said uh, it for a reason. Seven yeah. penalties. We so, talked um, about this, that Utah was going to be very well prepared, very disciplined, and, and they lived up to every bit of that billing. This was a solid football team, guys. They played a solid game. Um, We talked about their offensive line, Mike be a factor. Their offensive line was a factor for them. They played fantastic. Especially in the second half. I think they were in the more second half. They, and we'll get to that in a minute. I want to close out the first half in the highs, you know, in the highs and lows of the first half. Um, I mean, what was the, the highest of the high was that, 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 uh, 50, what was it? 50, 45 yard run by AR. AR with his run was fantastic. A the offensive line. A tremendous uh, – yes, I was going to get to that. The offensive line was everything we hoped it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out, massive shout out to Osiris Torrance. Every single thing he was hyped to be. I told Mike he took out two guys on one play, man. It, it, you can't even – you can't even state how much of a road grade our, – our run game is 100% attributed especially to the interior three. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Big boys. Um, and, I, hey, and on that run, I forgot who I was having this conversation with. Maybe it was. I don't know. Can't, but I did have a conversation <laughs> today. What was great about that run, um, he went through his progressions. He did. He absolutely did. So, that was not a tuck and run. He he, he looked at three different people before he decided part, yeah. to go. Went through his progressions, and then he saw and he bolted. And and, it and when he bolts, no one's catching him. So he well, didn't think that was the thing. He didn't think he reacted. But he also, if you watch the broadcast, they showed he looked the high safety off. The high safety turned his shoulder, and soon as the high safety turns his shoulder to look away, he took off. And there was nobody that he couldn't, you know, come back. It was too late. It may have been the far side cornerback. I may be wrong on that. But he got he soon as the guy turned his shoulder to look to the receiver. And turned his back to AR, AR tucked and went, and it I mean, was just, it was just house. The I mean, kid, is, the kid is special. I, I, I've said this. Um, I've got who I, I, I probably said this on the podcast. You did. Um, You've said I got it many some. Times. I've got some. You know, some feedback. Some you know that I'm I'm crazy. Even my partner <laughs> over there, Mike, was saying you know some things to me. Took some shots at me, and um, I'm joking. But I, when he steps on the field, this is his floor. I mean, if this is his floor, he has the chance to be the best player on the field whenever he steps on the field just because he plays the quarterback position. And that's why I say that. The quarterback is the most valuable position on the field. And if he can be that guy, like Mike said, these corn flip games, a lot of times going to come down to him. He Can AR put an S on his chest? If, if We have the offensive line. We have the backs. Ricky caught everything. Henderson caught everything. Shorter, the one throw to shorter did, I believe, miss. I think AR was jittering. The he was, he was jittery. He was and a little hyped on that I third think he threw a 150 mile. I think he threw a, a, a strider fastball uh, <laughs> shorter. Uh, but other than that, um, AR is, I mean, he was everything I, we hoped he would be. And he and was highly a, protected last night. I don't yeah. I, He was not, that was not the just give him the offense and let him go. He, nah. he, 
We did. We only took they one shot stuff, down the field. They definitely held yeah. some stuff back, which is smart because you know you have to against a fundamentally sound team. You can't you know yeah get, you can't be turned all over. But like I was telling my dad, and and this goes to Wes's point. It's you know he's he's going to be the most maybe one game, but just in general he he will be the most talented player on the field. Mm-hmm. How and in these coin flip games, yes, but it's close. Too. Well, the player with the the team with the best player is going to win. Especially, I mean, in an offense, and and he plays the most valuable position as well. So he always has the ball. Mm-hmm. And I told my dad, um, I specifically remember uh, the LSU game. It was a play went outside. He shouldn't have got the like third or fourth damn conversion. It was like sometimes you got out at he's you got you're going to out athlete somebody. I'll never forget it. And that's yeah. what happened on that when he shook out the abate like. What the hell? Like, what, what was that? I mean, it's just kind of like he pressed circle, like, hey, I'm, be- I'm better. God bless me and not you. you hit that's what happened. He hit circle and triangle it together. No, I was going to say, what, like, seriously, what, what is that? No, that's like, what I'm saying. He hit circle like and he, triangle together. I, I think he, like, and I've never seen it. Let me do a, a, a fake jump pass spin. Pirouette, jump yeah, pass tuck. Napier said he did it in practice. He did it in practice. Napier said in his press, uh, like, the interview right after the game with the reporter on the field. Or was that on the field? I think it was in the after the game. He said he saw him do. He did it in practice one time, and they were in practice like what? And he did it in it. You see the stuff Patrick Mahomes does in practice, and he translated it to the game. That's where this it starts at. You do it in practice. Like, oh, I, I can't do that, and then you it goes into the game. The but best her, part of it is, is he did it on die body though. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. He just and put him in. And the thinking dirt. that was a true freshman as linebacker too, as well. Correct. Yes. So shocking, like we said, the weaknesses the linebacker core. But to Hersh's point, what he said earlier about um, them dialing the offense back, I think they only did that a little – well, as far as the shot, not the shots uh, taken out of it, but it was when we got those – and, and I, I spoke earlier in the podcast when I said uh, we scored on the very next drop. We actually punted, and then we held them, and they punted, and then we scored. But anyway, uh, that um, – when we got those penalties on special teams is what – when we were inside our 10, I think that's what he was conservative, and he was like, we're not going to beat ourselves here. Let's just run it flip the field and let the defense play. Uh, unfortunately, we got a bad punt on one of those, and I think that's when they end up scoring. But to our defense's credit, they gave up two field goals in that first half uh, to just give up 13. Because when the score was 7-7, they got 10-13. and 13. Uh, So shout-out to the defense in that first half. We didn't mention them in the first half, but they held they, – it was a bend-don't-break type of defense, and they they held uh, them down that way. I got some some notes here about the defense that I that's what I wanted to cover before we moved on to the second half. Um, run defense in the first half, absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, we we you know we mentioned that um, Tavian Thomas was a great running back and mm-hmm. and they held him in check the first half. Um, just just no, you know, um, no yardage to be had. Ventrell Miller, welcome back. Yes, sir. Played yes, sir. very good. Played played yes, a played a lot of downs. Um, yes, a concern. I, I'm still very concerned about our safety play. Trading um, led the team in tackles. Uh, yeah, that's but crazy. why is he back? Why usually when your safety leads in tackles, that's because they're getting too much into the secondary. I, mean, I, don't, okay. that's the, I don't think. Can that's I make a quick him, point though. to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Mike. Miller's Miller. Bernie, not the best, but I mean he's not the worst. Let's call it, so it is what it is. He is. Uh, let me let me preface that real quick and. and Bernie had a tough assignment against what might be one of the best tight ends in the country. I'm going to 
if well, I was going to save that for his pick. Mike, when I spoke about that earlier, Mike, let me let me get this in. Fans, I was I was sitting with some guys that played Power Five football. You know, I'm from Carolina, so I, some guys that played linebacker at Clemson. I was telling Mike this earlier, and I I was I'm hard on Bernie. As a lot of our fans are. They were telling me in this particular scheme, a couple of those in out passes that the first tight the tight end caught. That was he Bernie had inside leverage. So when Bernie has inside leverage, I don't know. Maybe this is to Mike. I mean, Hirsch's point, the safety of the corner should have been there. I don't know if it was cover two or what it was, but somebody should have been there. Now, the scene route, he got beat by the tight end. That, that was just him getting beat. But some of those outs, he was he was supposed to take away the inside, and he did his job. It was just nobody there to help. He was forcing them to go to, to help, and nobody was there. So uh, Yeah, I was I yeah. was more talking about the, the inside routes. I You know, because yeah, those yeah. are the ones your tight ends usually – I mean, your yeah. linebackers usually have to cover. And that's what they were telling me. He was taking away the inside He on a couple, especially at the beginning of the game. The first, I think, after we got that turnover, I was like, man, Bernie. And I was like, no, that's not him. That that wasn't on him. He took away the leverage from the inside, and they, he was supposed to have help from somewhere. So uh, we 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 on, we on Bernie hard, but uh, <laughs> got to give him credit for that, that, that pick at the end. Yeah, and I mean, and look, that tight end first thing, he's, he's going yeah. to be. He was he, playing he, on Sundays. He's Absolutely. a stud. That dude's a stud of a you know, tight end. Ended up with uh, nine receptions, 115 yards, 11.7 yards per, and uh, one touchdown. So I don't think we're shocked on that. You know, end of the day, you can't cover everyone. So, you know, that being said, though, what I was saying about the, you know, trading, tra- I mean, I, I keep hearing trading and trading and trading, and I'm like, this is not good. So, uh, but I think this is, we'll touch on this in the second half as well. But I think what uh, paid, played a big part in that is this the, the, our D line depth, which is going to be a problem this whole season. I don't think it'll be as bad, um, with the exception of a few games that are extremely run heavy. Um, however, like it's just a, it was a bad matchup for our D line versus their O line and their you know their running game as well. So you know with the D line snap count. You know, I don't know if Gervin was even allowed to breathe. He had, you know, led the team with 68 snaps, you know, so. Uh, and was all over the place. But, yeah, he yeah. was, but end of the day, he, you're going to lose that impact. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's he, getting double he was, teamed, too. He was heavily yeah. double teamed. Yeah, yeah um, so, you, you know, he's not, not going to be 100%, you know, because how many, he's going to be wounded. Uh, on that snap count, and, how, many, how many snaps did Watson have? I, I, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go down the list. One second. Okay. So, you have Cox at 58. Princely 36, Sap 31. Um, I'll say the last, um, got Watson at 28, Lee at 27, Powell at 25, Boone at 14, Reese at 14. And honestly, and we'll, once again, we'll talk on this a, a lot in the second half. You want Watson played about 10 snaps too many. So, and that's what, and what's contributed to a lot of the uh, second half issues. But I'll, I'll just stop on that. I just, I think um, they, them getting gassed. Because I saw some of the holes, so you know if there's a crack back, you know a tight end coming down or a linebacker or pulling um, a pulling guard hits the linebacker, you know Trey Dean has to fill it in. So I mean I I do have to rewatch the game. I'm seeing it from a different angle, but I did see some large gaps where Trey Dean just had to fill. I don't where the linebacker should be, but the linebacker had to cover where the D lineman should. My my my. Comments about the safeties were more in coverage. I I just saw okay. some things that yeah, I thought Torrance, were yeah. yeah um, obviously their run support was very strong, but if we once we face pass heavier teams, I'll be a little more concerned. I mean, we'll see. You know what? Uh, 
our boy Levis brings next week, but we'll talk about that on the next episode when we break down Kentucky. So um, we go to the half, 14-13. We get the ball right – I mean, right at, right before half, we had the ball about 50 seconds left in their timeouts, and we, we run the clock out there. And I know a lot of fans were unhappy about that, but you take that lead into the half. You don't Absolutely. play foolish. Uh, we've seen how that developed last year with uh, LSU game. Um, you know, and Georgia trying to do too much before the half. Billy's not that kind of coach, folks. He's not going to go out there Spurrier style and try to throw down to the side, you know, and, and do that. He's going to protect the ball, run the clock, and put our, put us in a position to win. And that's just the smart play of it. So, yeah. Especially when you don't have explosive weapons. Yes, you don't have – I mean, can Ricky do it? Possibly. I mean, I but we so. – I mean, we're not – that's not we're, the time to find out. Risk reward. That's yeah. That's yeah. not in a game that you know you've got a half to play. Your guys are already. I mean, you've got Utah guys puking on the field. You got our guys are gassed getting that way. I mean, yeah, it was a, it was a it was a momentum thing, Hurst. Uh, absolutely. To, yeah, we AR just had the big run. They get the ball back. We stopped them. They put it back to us. Leave it right there. The, the fans are if back you made, in. If it. you have a turnover and give them anything before the half, and then they get the exactly. ball coming out. You you've put yourself in a hole you you might you might not be able to dig yourself out of and that is smart coaching. So second half here we go. I mean you know it's just woo started slow and ended fast. I mean you know they we come out the gate. Uh, I want to talk about the goal line stand. I know Mike I, that was on your side, wasn't it? The uh, the the four. Uh, oh my goodness. I can't give the defense enough credit for that goal line stand. I know on one play uh, the running back slipped, but the the guys were there. I mean, just very reminiscent of the LSU four and out a few years back. Uh, Don't just, forget about Georgia. I was and the Georgia, Georgia too. And the yeah. Georgia one. That was uh, um, I'm, that was to, I'm, I'm lucky as hell. That Georgia one was on, on my side. Um, it's so uh, my 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 voice uh, is probably still scarred for life about that one. But yeah, that that one was something. And then, you know, he was going in on fourth, and, and he fumbled. You can watch it on in the game. Yeah, I know Wes saw it. I mean, the ball was out before he crossed. The defense did their job. You know, what what can you say, man? I mean, that defense, I mean, but here's where things start to, to, to get a little dicey is a lot of plays on the field for the defense, and that's what we were alluding to a second ago is that – that drive, we made the stop, we got the ball, but it took a lot out of the defense. I mean, there was a lot of – we paid for that stop, for that stop yeah. I have a feeling, because the guys at that point were starting to to feel it, and you would see it more as the, as the quarter went on. Um, you could see on snaps midway through the third quarter our uh, – our guys were just whipped, but Mike, um, with you being on that side of the field, how how loud did the stadium get for that third and fourth down on the goal line stand? Utterly insane. So that was probably <laughs> one of the peak moments um, of the actual. Um, definitely one of the peak moments of the game, and um, besides the last uh, goal line, be- no, before that last drive, that was. The, I got know, you. When they came down that side. Yeah, you yeah. have to have those few peak moments. That was definitely one of them up there with the way AR run. Um, 
Go ahead, Wes. No, I was just saying the third quarter was uh, a slugfest. It was. It was. It was Ali Frazier. It was blow for blow. It was. It was everything. It, you loved it. If we were doing it, you hated it when it was getting done to us. I mean, uh, I didn't. Uh, speaking about you know when Mike was going to step, I, I I liked Desmond Watson's performance the other night. Uh, to me, if that kid can lose a few more pounds, I saw him like whip guards uh, in there. Um, but the third quarter was a, a heavyweight fight. Um, it was nice. It was uh, it was exciting to see, but you know it had me nervous. I'm like, oh, is this going to be an LSU all over again? Because we can't, we can't stop them. They were running kind of, they were, they were heavy. Uh, they were kind of heavy in there with, uh, I believe, I don't know if they had an extra tight end or extra O lineman. I haven't rewatched the game yet, so that would be something I would need to look at just to be sure. Um, but the, the game, the third quarter was was fun as well as the fourth quarter. Well, you know, we we stopped them on the goal line and we were able to march it back out to midfield, which was a, a plus because. In the first half, in the first, yeah, in the first half, um, we were in bad field position the whole time. I mean, we just were. We we shot ourselves in the foot with the holding penalties on the kickoffs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you know, we get it out, we punt it to them. But then they take a long, another long drive down, and they score yards. And on that drive, this is where I was really getting into it about the D line. You could start to see things were changing. Yeah. Um, if you go back and watch. They're on some of those plays when the ball is snapped, like Gerv's hand, guys with their hands in the dirt weren't even getting their hands off the ground before the ball was, you know, about to be handed. And you just weren't seeing that that penetration that you were seeing in the first half. And our linebackers were not in position enough. And I'll, I'll say something else real quick that really concerns me is – um quarterback contained man we've we've always it don't matter who our coach is we always seem to have trouble and i mean obviously running quarterbacks provide every team a challenge but my goodness man i i need my man uh cox to, to set the edge a little better <laughs> yeah he 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 has to our dns uh, have to do a better job of doing that um and i looked at the possessions for the second half um uh, Hirsch, we had they had the ball three, four times. We had the ball one, two, three, three times. And the fourth possession we had uh, was the actual the pick when we just kneeled down. So we only had the ball really three times in the second half. They had the ball four times in the second half, and that was just running, con- keeping the clock, uh, ball possession, and so it was only eight possessions total really in the second half. When you look at it, and that's to me that's. That's indicative of these teams being kind of mirror images of each other, pounding each other. And before we get off tonight, I have to make sure why it's in my brain to say this right now. That kid rising is a freaking baller. I got to give him credit for Utah rising. He's like, a he smart quarterback. He's, yes, he's a I, I was talking to um, – shout out to Gator Dave. I was talking to Dave earlier about this in Discord, and um, he had a very good sense and presence in the pocket. Yes. Feet, yeah. He never got his feet uh, – he never would – keep his feet still he felt backside pressure he knew he's very quick with his through his read progressions he usually hits his first read he sees open which is the tight end (laughs) yes and and that's why you know people were talking about us not getting sacks that's a hard guy that's a hard guy to sack man 
I mean, he had nearly 100 yards rushing. So he yes, had and that's rushing. what we were talking about um, is that we, we've got to set the edge better against rushing quarterbacks, and we've got to contain better. Um, I don't know. I will say this. I think and – I, and I was talking to some people about this earlier. I think Tony kept his scheme and his exotic blitzes very mild – Knowing that that he, rising is that kind of quarterback, and he gets the ball out fast. Exactly, it's, so he's, and he's, he's going, quick not, to those reads, and he makes the right read, and he and he gets it out of there. They're not throwing to the receivers; they're rarely through to the receivers. It was going to the tight end, which was quick. And when you're doing that, it's hard for your. It's hard to get a. It's hard to get there. You're not going to get there when the, it's doing. You're doing five five yard dig outs and crossings with the tight end. So. uh don't be too concerned about our defense as, as far as the lack of sacks. They have a couple hurries, but uh, hopefully those are things we can fix. Like I like I said, that 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 was a solid football team, and they're gonna yes. they're gonna. I I don't know if they'll lose another game in their conference. They may, but that's <laughs> that conference. I mean, we saw what Georgia did to Oregon. Who's beating that team? Yeah, I mean, but who's beating that team that we played last night out there? I mean, sure they'll probably yeah. lose one because that's what they do out there. You know, they lose to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. Um, you know, it's just what it is, but that I was think crazy. USC and Caleb, Caleb Williams is going to give them a lot of a lot of problems. That that would be a team that yes, that would absolutely be a team that would. But I mean, there's I mean, if they finish the season ten and one, I mean eleven and one, ten and two, I won't be surprised one bit. They can easily. I mean, honestly, they should make the playoff. Um, even with a one, most likely with a one loss. Um, if we finish, let's just say top twenty, you know, um. Can't say they, you have, they may you have, have to run the gauntlet. You have to see what happens in front of because them. Because yeah. a two loss, a two loss Pac twelve teams, it, it's just that conference after this week, it, it look, it's awful. Well, let's so, yeah, um, they lost their respect to you know, yeah, naturally. Um, I mean, just a lot of a lot of back and forth in that fourth quarter. I got to give it to Billy, man. Sometimes you look at the play call and you're like, what is going on? But man, it like that last drive, he knew he couldn't leave them any time. He knew our defense was shot. And I mean, he just went out there and decided we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna run the ball, we're gonna run the ball, and they're gonna have to stop us. And he also knew he had AR in his back pocket that, you know, if he needed to call a play, AR was gonna make it happen. And um, I want to say I want to really give a shout out to I mean, to Montreal. You know, Montreal came back in that second half. You know, despite that fumble, and was the absolute man in that last quarter. Um, his block on fourth down when we converted on on fourth and two. If he doesn't block the blitzer coming off the backside, Ar does yeah. not get that first down. He. And, you know, I mean, the freshman it probably doesn't – Entian probably does not make that block. I mean, I know Johnson's not much older, but he, he is he is experienced in the offense. He knows yeah. the offense. And um, and just power ran when <laughs> all, when he won the defense. Man, he had a couple of runs that I was like, this kid right here, man. I mean, we're blessed with running backs, fellas. I mean, yeah. I was actually surprised Naquan didn't play better than he did, if we're going to be honest. And um, I'll, I'll leave that for the end of the show. Yeah. Naquan has to do better in pass pro. Uh, he got blown up a couple times and had a holding call. Um, the, the, on the deep shot to Henderson, 
that was that holding call, whether Henderson caught it or not. That yeah. was a, it was holding on Naquan. And Mike, I know you were. You, it's hard to watch everything in the stands, but when you watch the game, watch him in pass pro. He has to do better, and, and that was one of the things that he did so well last year is pass protection. He was kind of like a third down back because he catched the ball very, very well out of the backfield. Um, so he has to do better in pass pro. Uh, Terse, you hit nail on the head that mantra is a as a man. He's a he he's a great one two punch to or to whoever it is, whether it's Naquan or ETN. Um I gotta to believe go he's the one now. He's he's one and the other well, two are, are two. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that his style no, 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 to you're go right. along, yeah, to go along with their style is we is, definitely is have we're blessed on the running back yeah. part. As yeah, long we, as, we, as these guys stay healthy and this offensive line stays healthy, I don't really see our game plan changing much going at least for the next four or five games. I yeah. who who why would you? I mean you know, and like I said, we'll cover every team week to week, but like the only team like that's gonna I worry about Tennessee and their fast pace, given if our defensive depth doesn't get a little more, you know, seasoned. But um but if you just control the clock like we did in this game, you know, it it, it changes things. It it, it puts it a lot of pressure on each yeah. possession. Yeah. Um, and and Dan pointed it out during the broadcast, man. This offense, I'd had no idea how many times they changed formations. Yeah. Once they got to the ball, it is unbelievable, and that just shows how bought in these guys are to have learned all of that. I mean that that AR we saw last night was not the AR that Dan Mullen talked about so, wasn't ready to lead an offense. That kid was uh, absolutely in control. Of yep. that team, exactly. Um, very impressive. One thing uh, I know, I, for, I forgot to hit you when you were talking about the like, final drive uh, and them running the clock out and not trying to give Utah enough time. Ar and both Montreal did two things that they did wrong. Uh, Ar ran out of bounds. He got to stay in bounds. Montreal tried, he tried to like fall. He tried to he fall. Tried to in fall in bounds, yeah. but the ref, the ref. I, Again, pack twelve rest. His knee looked at like it was down uh, in bounds because I wanted the clock to run to give them no time or have them force them to use their timeouts. And uh, but AR on that play has to slide in bounds and that's, keep the clock running. But that's, that was that's one of my moments. biggest issues with that last drive was we ran everything to the short side of the field and put ourselves. Well, you know, it was, was kind of odd to me. But once again, Torrance. I don't. <laughs> hey, real quick, Torrance. Mike Boyd is over there. Mike Boyd is over there. behind Torrance. It was at <laughs> Montreal, right on that. Um, when he, uh, they they said he went out of bounds, correct? Yeah, yeah. To me, he got hit out, and if, unless I'm, it looked like on TV, his knee drugged. Yeah, his and, knee, his knee was in bounds. The ref called it out. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If you get hit in bounds, out of bounds, you're still that run the clock, correct? Well, that no? goes back to the offici- yeah. The officiating Fishers, was suspect Fishers, all man. night. Fishers. If you go back and watch how many times Utah's tackle had a false start, it had yeah. to be five to six times. I mean, it's it. just. Well, I mean, you know, they did what they needed to do on offense. Utah took that last drive, and, I, you know, Ventrell dropped that interception right in his hands, and I just looked to the heavens and said, <laughs> I was, if that ever happens, they make you pay. Yes. <laughs> Technically, the football gods should have. I don't know why. <laughs> um, you're, you're supposed to lose that game. Absolutely. That's so what that I said. Team, I turned and looked at I knew, my family. I I looked at my family and I said, well, I said that, that a- never happens and something good happens afterwards. It just doesn't. No, 
That was <laughs> Brendan. That was Brendan Spikes pick sick, kick the ball in the stands. He had and it you right know in front Ventrell of him. wanted that more than anyone on earth. That <laughs> yes. was and you know if we'd have lost that game, no one in this whole planet would have felt worse than that young man on that and on his that stage. He's finally back. He played his heart out last night. Yes. I mean, I know he was I know he had to be dead by the end of the game because he was he was out there a lot more than he was previously when he when you know when TG was running things. But we slandered him all night and Bernie saved the day. I mean, what can you say? Um <laughs> if you ever want to shut the fans up, make something happen and and he did. And man, we we got we got blessed to walk away with a huge win and I think this just really blows things bigger. You know, I just, you know, I, I think Wes is going to get his redemption with us being ranked fairly a lot higher than, you know, next week, I think we'll jump here in the rankings. I don't know how high we'll, you know, but I mean, I would imagine a lot of people are talking about us right now and we look impressive against the top 10 team at home. And just to talk, um, expand on that. Everyone was talking about us. These are the timeline. For example, um, um, Ryan Clark was like, "Hey, I like you know, I like uh, Brian Kelly, but I wish he was our, you know, Napier was my coach." Pretty much, we, Billy Napier, the Florida Gators, essentially made an elite hire, and everyone, it's you know, I think Booger McFarland even, so everyone had an opinion on it. It was all positive, and then on top of that, Ar just had made his first Heisman moment. AR was the talk of, of Twitter. So we we're the game to watch. For a two-point conversion. Yeah. So we were <laughs> we're the game to watch. Um and one it took one game to Billy for Billy Napier to erase a five points. Like whatever happened last year, that, that stain, you losing UCF, everything, all that garbage, like LSU game, S on USC, never happened. Because now, right now he dealt total one eighty for the uh, perception of the Florida program, which is why we weren't ranked. But it, that's all it took. It took him, um, you know, between that, you know. But now we're going to see a real what what you know a real coach at work because Correct. a real coach does not allow the letdown the next week. Correct, and that and and that potential is there. It shouldn't be because. You know, we lost to Kentucky last year, and we don't lose to Kentucky. And no, I know Dan Billy Mullen is losing to, to Kentucky. Yeah, Billy is Twice. going to try to reestablish that. I mean, Billy is conscious of these things. Yeah, more Very so rare. than people understand. He understands the traditions. He understands what Florida is supposed to be. And losing a night game in the swamp to Kentucky is not on that list. So, um, losing real, period. No, losing in the swamp period is not on I said the list. That. Those and are my keys about him. He's about to do that. Taking um, the swamp back. There was a lot of a lot of great things, a few bad, but I think film this week will be uh, a fun a fun time for some of the guys. I think they'll point out the things that didn't go our way. Um Ricky Persall, as advertised, loved what I saw from the kid. Um AR I <laughs> Say what we will about all his wow moments. The kid has a Sunday arm, and there ain't no doubt about it. 
the couple throws he made over the middle were absolute laser beams. I, I just was in awe of how hard and how accurate he could throw. Um, it's a big win, man. Um, want to talk real quick, though. You know, as everyone knows, we like to talk a little recruiting. There were a lot of recruits in the stands for that. Uh, and not just in the stands, in the new section that Billy had established that for some reason it took years for any coach to make happen. The recruits had their own individual little section to sit in now, as opposed to sitting in the stands with the fans. Um, There were a lot of recruits there for that game, and every single one of them were blown away by what they experienced saying they, you know, just what kind of environment it was. Very, all the things Mike has, Mike has said coming from 16, 17 year old kids, just blown away by their experience. Um, had some, go ahead, Wes. I just want to talk about one recruit. Hit him me, up. He's one of the most important ones right now. Uh, in this sense, Kearney, Corey has a story on him. Check him out on, on three. Corey Bender. Uh, yeah, Corey Bender. Excuse me, Corey. Corey Bender from on three. Kearney, the, the fact that he showed up to the game because the coaches went and visited him uh, Friday, doing his game Friday night, uh, and he came to the game Saturday, and he was he loved it from everything I read. Uh, that to, to get that back, uh, to get that kid back into the class, well, not back into the class, it was never committed. Did he commit first or did he commit? No, he left. He visited and, and then left, committed the next left. Time. That wasn't him. I was thinking about the other kid uh, that went to Miami. But, yeah, for Kearney to to, to, to have him, to get him in his classes uh, is something that uh, I hope Stapleton and uh, Sale can do. And the fact that our offensive line plays so well, he got to witness how talented and how five is one uh, they played and, and what they those guys preached down there. So uh, hopefully Mike's boys can get that job done. Mike, you have a follow-up on that? Yeah. The, uh, those O-line coaches, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will see you on Kearney, and I'll raise you another name that was there that nobody expected to be there until the last – well, I had not heard it. Uh, UCF commitment John Walker was there last night and was very, very impressed with what he saw and saw that there is some serious playing time at nose tackle to be had. And that kid's a monster. I mean, I, I've, I watched some of his highlights from last week and he's everything he's advertised to be. I want that kid in class so bad. Everybody should, should be keeping an eye on John Walker. Cause I don't think that one's, I don't think that one's close to done. I don't think so either. Um, you know, I, I, I think UCF can have a pretty good season just because um, I, Gus has his closest thing since Nick Marshall with Plumley right now. He's but got a good they, roster for that gonna, conference. They're going to have a um, – pardon me, sorry. The – they're going to have their best ro- um, rosters, you know, or Gus's for a, for a while – and however, you know, when you have those type of recruits at that type of game and it's just that environment, no, they're not going to see that anywhere. I mean, like Baxter, for example, he's going to see uh, Texas and uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. 
I wonder what environment's going to look look better. Not to mention how he ran the ball in, t- in front of him and uh, Richard Young. So just you know those you know that type of environment compounded with you know being the University of Florida and the trajectory of the program, it's it'll speak volumes. And I'm not going to uh, let this pass without n- noting the biggest piece of news that came out recruiting wise after the game. Immediately following the game, probably 15 minutes after the game ended, uh, Steve Whiphong, without much fanfare, put in a crystal ball prediction for uh, Cormani McLean to the University of Florida. And um, for those of you that may not follow recruiting as heavy as others, that's usually um, that's as good of an indicator of where a kid's going usually as anything. I'm not; he's not 100 percent because nothing in recruiting is 100 percent, but if there was 100%. If if he put in that prediction, he heard something to tell him to put in that prediction. He didn't just do it based on I think it was the atmosphere. Up. I think Will Fong was caught up in the atmosphere. Uh-huh. <laughs> the humidity joke. got like, to him. Like, yeah, I think he was like, <laughs> yo, if Kamar is here and he sees all this, he has to commit, right? But yeah, I'm just um, I, I'd almost be certain that he heard something immediately following the game to lead him to that prediction. Um, obviously we're going to have to wait and see. I think Kermani is going to be one of those kids that just pops when he's ready to pop. I don't think it's going to be announced necessarily. I, he's a very quiet kid. He doesn't do a lot of interviews. He's going to be one of those kids, man, when he's just ready to do it, he's going to do it. And we're probably going to get caught off guard. Kind of like when Arch committed to Texas, he's on his own timeline. He's on his own timeline. And if, if he's ready to do it, Maybe it's going to be sooner than later. But, guys, um, we're about to jump on out of here. We just wanted, like I said, we want to jump on and give our reactions to this game and what we all thought. Um, Wes, you got anything you want to add before we jump? No, nah, man. Um, just when you wait, when you win a game like that, you wake up feeling so, so good. Uh, so I loved it. Uh, the atmosphere was, was what we hoped it would be. It wasn't hot as we wanted it to be, but that – didn't matter. Uh, team played hard. I was very, very impressed uh, with the team overall. The will, the, the to be able to take those blows from Utah and and uh, reciprocate that same uh, action. Um, so I'm very, very, very impressed with what the staff did and how hard the kids com- committed. I mean, competed. Excuse me. And um, I'm very, 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 very much looking forward to seeing. Uh, Trevor Etienne the rest of the season. He was my guy. I told you guys when we asked, we talked Thursday, Wednesday, that Trevor was my guy. I just want, I, if he can have a freshman year like his brother did, then we have something special. So I'll he end that like with he's that. Gonna be, he looks like he's going to be really special. Yep. Uh, man in the trenches, boots on the ground. What do you got to add? No, I would just say, uh, once again, I'm just let's go Gators, dude. It was I'm I'm so excited for the state of the program you know, that have that type of game and like an all it was an all time game. Just to start your program, you, it speaks like I said so much the bombs and um, I was uh, happy to be there. And uh, Bateman got us. Bateman got us. Same time next week for Mike. He'll be in the trenches for us again next week. Um, hopefully he doesn't – hopefully it's a blowout and he doesn't have to uh, lose his mind next week. Um, but, guys, great win. Great way to start the Billy Napier era. 
everything we really could have asked for. Um, we knew it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, easily could have gone a lot better or a lot worse. I mean, it could have gone either way. If we score that first touchdown, if we come out and not fumble and score, we may have, we may have, it may have been a lot easier, but it wasn't. But good teams overcome, good teams get the W, and that's what we did. And that's all we can ask for. One and O, baby. The only thing about better than starting one and O is starting two and O. And hopefully next week we're talking about that. So that being said, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump on out of here. Thank y'all for listening. This is our raw reaction show. Going to do it every week. Love y'all. Go Gators. Go Gators.